Hey everybody, this is Jade and welcome to another episode of Jade Start Secrets Podcast. Today I'm... So the big question is this, how do we have the freedom we crave so badly when we're stuck in jobs we don't like, leaving us unfulfilled, exhausted and trapped? What if I told you that you're already qualified enough to start building a life on your terms, the life of your dreams? That is the question, and this podcast will show you how by giving you the answers. My name is Jade Weller, and welcome to Jade Start Secrets Podcast. joined with Alex Connor. He's the owner of Fearless Training, which offers physique coaching. And Alex is here to share a bit of his journey, which is a very interesting one, to say the least. So thanks for, ha- uh, thanks for joining me, Alex. Absolutely. My pleasure, Jay. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. Happy to be here and share some knowledge. Awesome. Thank you. So we've known each other for quite a few years now. I yes. remember when I first launched Jade Start, um, I gave you a bit of business coaching at the very beginning as well when you were launching Fearless Coaching. That's right. Um, but before we dive into your business, I'd love to know a bit about your backstory. So tell me a bit about like what you were like as a kid, um, maybe some of the things you've been into, some passions you've had in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit about Alex. Right, a bit about me. Well, uh, I guess to, to, to summarise to a degree, but uh, not to go over or gross over any of the, the good stuff. I was always a pretty curious, outgoing sort of kid. I mean, I still am. Nothing's really changed in yeah. that respect. Um, I'm someone that I've always wanted to do a little bit of everything, where I had things that I was really interested in, but I couldn't really just pin it down to one thing. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted to be the footballer. I wanted to be the racing car driver. I wanted to be Luke Skywalker for, you know, whatever <laughs> it was worth. Really Luke Skywalker. <laughs> exactly, exactly, clearly. I mean, maybe people who like Darth Vader, but, you know, for me it was, I was always trying to do something which was entertaining, you know, climbing trees and whatnot. And my first passion, if you like, and my first love was motor racing. Motor racing still is to this day. I love it. Yeah. And that's where I sort of, I guess, found my first calling. Wow. So when I was very young, uh, I was seven years old, yeah. and uh, I used to watch Formula One. Mm-hmm. I didn't really understand it at the time. Mm-hmm. I just sort of picked out the car and the color which I liked, yeah. and I chose that car, and um, lo and behold, I wouldn't shut up about it. So my dad took me go-karting, and then that led to me uh, racing. And wow. at the age of 10, we moved to New Zealand, uh, lived there for 10 years, and, mm-hmm. and raced professionally. I was very fortunate. Wow. Mum and dad gave me, yeah, yeah. That's Mum and dad amazing. gave me that, uh, that opportunity. So yeah. I, I know uh, New Zealand like the back of my hand. Yeah if you like. And then uh, it got to a point where my mum and dad were, I guess, getting financially stressed mm-hmm. and I just didn't have enough sponsorship to continue it. Mm-hmm. And the passion was sort of flickering and I didn't really find my way. I, I didn't have enough character. You know, I don't blame mm-hmm. it on anyone else or any external factors. I just think I needed to take it to another place. And mm-hmm. as a 14, 15 year old at the time, I didn't really have that character instilled in me. Yeah. Um, I would have had to move back to Europe and, and maybe had a little bit more luck per se, but something I wish to get back into yeah. later on in life. Yeah. Um, and then from there, I sort of delved into training. You know, I'd always done a few sports. I was a very active kid. Yeah. And I found a bit of solace, if you like, within the gym. So my mom and dad always trained. I yeah. sort of grew up in gym creches. Yeah. I was always around that sort of atmosphere. And Moving to New Zealand, I was a bit of an outcast, obviously. I, yeah. I looked different, I spoke different, um, you know. Because you're way from the I, UK, correct? Correct, yeah. yeah. So the way I thought was different mm. from where I was and, and born back home in the north of England for, for people listening and watching mm. uh, near Liverpool. So St. Helens, more like a rugby league sort of town. Mm. And so I, had a, I faced a lot of adversity. You know, it was a lot of change mm. going from somewhere that was very busy and a little bit more advanced to sort of a laid back country town where I didn't really fit in and I never thought that I fit in. Mm. And now I embrace that and understand why I don't quite fit in per mm. se. And uh, so from there, you know, 
I got picked on a lot. I got bullied a lot. Mm. You know, I got ridiculed, and I didn't really take it too well. I didn't really know how to handle it and deal mm. with it. It was never really severe or, or really bad to to what I have seen and witnessed. Mm. Um, but it definitely made a dent, and mm. that's what first inspired me to get into training. And I think, from knowledge now of working in the year uh, the industry for many years most people get into it because of some sort of adversity yeah they or feel self, issues or exactly like that, yeah. exactly it's, it's it's a negative thing mm. but the thing that keeps you going is is it does turn and it does transition and evolve eventually so mm. uh, to, to quote i guess someone who i'm very inspired by and and those in the industry will know frank zane he's an old school bodybuilder he has mm. a very holistic approach mm. he always said the muscle is like the armor and it tells a story mm. it tells a story about your past Mm. a lot of pain that you may have been through mm. and to where you have got now so it is more of an armor it's mm. your shield if you like um, but then at some point you have to acknowledge what has happened and it has to be for you yeah so long story short i really got i guess obsessed with it yeah. to a degree you know I, I asked my dad can can we go to the gym yeah can i've met your parents they're very fit as well <laughs> they are they, well they embrace the lifestyle yeah. so i guess you could say they inspired me like yeah. when i was young they always you know fed me good food and meals yeah. and I just took it for granted because you don't know as a kid. You just think, well, you, you, yeah. know, you get you're given. Same, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, and they sort of allowed me treats and this and the other, but they managed it well. You know, I had a good upbringing. I was mm. by no means uh, deprived, but I look back now and go, wow, they did a great job Yeah. Um, because I know how to prepare pretty good food and I ate relatively well compared to most kids and yeah. I stayed active. You know, I was not encouraged to sit inside and, and play video games it was yeah. more to you know get out there and, and i enjoyed that sort of yeah. thing they instill those values in you from a young child to take care of your body take care of your health yeah that's it yeah that's, that's amazing it. so I'm, I'm grateful for that yeah. but i realize that i guess more now yeah. that i'm a little bit older yeah and then i was at school and, it, and I, I sort of gravitated to more of the the hands-on the more practical subjects like biology you know pe etc mm -hmm. and at college i had an opportunity to do uh, you can do like more like they called it um what was it now a advanced physical education if you will where we went into more of the the biology and the biomechanics and yeah. they started talking about basic uh, you know anatomy and physiology if you will yeah. and then from there I, I just found that this was the one thing that i was good at and i liked yeah. so i went in that direction yeah. um i left school a year early had what i needed um which was encouraged by my careers advisor to, to study early if you want to get a degree which yeah. i did yeah. um, i didn't really enjoy school um per se you know I was never top of the class apart from the subjects which I excelled in but yeah. I had what I needed yeah. and I didn't want to stick around I was getting very bored so from there you know I took that and I studied early and by the time I was 21 I had a degree and then most people were still you know fannying about and yeah. although it was difficult um, I think a lot of the people I studied with who were a bit older instilled a lot of good values and, and we can go into that in more depth but fundamentally that's what kind of led me to the next step yeah. And then going to Australia, you know, um, partway through my studies, yeah. came over, fell in love with it because yeah. I was deciding, do I stay in New Zealand or go back to the UK? Yeah. New Zealand was too quiet for me yeah. at the time. And uh, yeah, so, so I, I moved to Australia. a number of passions. I know we've spoken, oh, you've yeah. got racing, you've got acting. So you've done quite a bit of acting as mm. well, which mm. I believe is on hold at the moment. It um, is. It is a little bit. Yeah. You've also got your personal training, your business. So how did you decide which passion it was that you were going to follow mm. and which one you were going to make a business out of? And was Fearless your first business, Fearless Training? Well, technically not. The, the, no. the first business was the lawnmowing business I had oh. with my friend when, again, we were about 16, 17. Because yeah. I was sick of not having any money, and when I wanted to buy something, yeah. I was sick of asking my parents. So I, I was always a, if you want something, go out and do it. Yeah. I was kind of taught that very young, yeah. and I, didn't ex I learned to not expect anything. Like yeah. if I wanted something, I had to make it happen, which yeah. again, 
that's your responsibility. Yeah, it turned yeah. out to be a good thing. Yeah. And so me and my friend, uh, we decided to create the lawnmower business. So we just went around with his dad's lawnmower, who we paid like rent for and fuel. And uh, we just knocked out people's doors and said, can we mow your lawn? And they said, yeah, how much? And we said, we'll make us an offer. And <laughs> it went from there. And, and we Sweet. were sort of beside ourselves. And we sort of did that for a over the summer, you know, it was more of a six month. It wasn't a registered proper business, but you know, we thought we were cool. We were earning a little bit of money, and you know, yeah. it was good. It was that initial business acumen, I guess, yeah. and a whole partnership. Yeah. But yeah, the first official business would have been fearless training, yeah. and I think it was just because when when I got my first job as a personal trainer when I was studying back in New Zealand before I left at the age of nineteen. I worked for a family gym and it was like the bodybuilding gym mm. in you know this small town it was called Zero Limits yeah and I did everything from clean the toilets the equipment group fitness run the till it taught me a lot I was very much a generalist you mm. know I, I was learning to do everything I got paid an hourly rate yeah and um, yeah that would that was a big big learning curve so by the time you were 19, you'd learned how to work in a partnership with a different business owner, mm -hmm. so how to manage your skills and bring them together to be able to create business. You'd also learned how to manage multi-facets within inside a business. No wonder you like you smashed fearless training because you pretty mm. much hit the ground running. Mm. <laughs> That's amazing. But, well, yeah, well, it's a double-edged sword because I did and I didn't because really I've only figured out fearless training 100% in the last couple of years. Like I've always done it. Yeah. So, you know, since I was very young, like I, I developed the, the spreadsheets and, you know, the, the, the business sort of ethos, if you will, and, yeah. and what it stood for when I was 20, because I had a, a very bad experience, which I won't go into. And that sort of turned it around for me, yeah. um, developed me, you know, to come up with the business name, the colors, what it represented and, yeah. and the value. So I am fearless training. I live, I breathe it. Yeah. Um, but it didn't really hit home till later after I'd done a lot of other rainbow chasing, if you will. Yeah. Um, so it was always there. But again, it was like the answer was there the whole time. And then I had to just come back to it. Yeah. Sort of thing. So let's talk like. about this rainbow chasing that you do, because I think mm -hmm. we're all guilty of it. We get distracted by shiny new things because mm -hmm. as entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. we're builders, right? We build something. We're constantly building great things for people. Yeah, yeah. And so I think when you first start getting into business, those first sort of three, four, five years, I've noticed and I myself have experienced the chasing the rainbows. You're, you're constantly getting distracted by building oh, yeah. new things. So um, tell me a little bit about the different things you've built and the lessons you've learned and how and why you came back to Fearless. Why yeah. did you come back to that choice? For sure. It's a really good question, Jade. I think, uh, you know, a lot of the rainbow chasing came from things that I thought or had a perception that I needed which I didn't yeah. so I'd not maybe completed or understood myself or what I wanted out of life yet you know I'd not yeah. really figured out my you why yep, yep, you know yep. like what was the thing that was really driving me? I knew I loved health and fitness yep. and I, I liked and loved a lot of other things but again along my journey you know whether it was in retail you know, listening to people, it was always these common themes started to come up from wise people or people who'd seemed to have been a bit further down the track. Like, for example, if you want to be good at, you know, something and you want to be very good at it, there comes a point, and this is a principle, this is a given rule, whether you're an athlete or, you know, in a relationship, you have to commit to one thing if yeah. you want the best of it. Yeah. Because at some point, you've got to sacrifice other things for that one thing that if you want to be like very, yeah. very, you know, skilled or passionate or experience the best of the best, if you like, like the top 1%. Yeah. So going through all these experiences, you know, I was always in the mindset for the longest time that I needed money yeah. to fuel my business because I was going to create this big grandiose sort of academy, if you will. And I just need money and it would always just come with time. So it was a little bit of ignorance almost, like chosen ignorance. And, and I was like, yeah, I'll put it in the back of my mind and, you know, it'll, it'll eventuate. It'll happen. 
but I wasn't really doing anything to make it happen. Yeah. You know, even though yeah. I'd set certain goals, which would, but I was not really. You didn't have the clear path. Or no. Could, yeah. No. I, I think one of the best ways to explain it was I wasn't aligned. Yeah. You know, now I can articulate it better looking back and navigate, okay, where was I and where I went wrong? Yeah. And, you know, if we had to go back, it was that mm. I was pulling in different directions. Mm. So I wasn't really congruent or aligned with my thoughts and my actions and who I was. I was constantly sort of doing a bit of this and a bit of that and a bit of this. And although I wanted this outcome, it was never going to happen, right? Because yeah. I was, you know, being a generalist, I was going like, uh, you know, a mile wide and an inch deep rather than the opposite way around. Yeah. However, going through these experiences taught me and has eventuated me to where I am now to mm. come back to fearless training what made me come back to it and to answer that specifically was the realization of that this is the thing that you love mm. and that you are good at combined yeah. yeah and if you are to progress and get to where you want in life with mm. your business and with whatever else you want out of life this is going to be your best route to do it yeah. unless you have another passion and do I no not that's feasible not that I love as much and not that I'm as good as yeah. fearless training because that's the thing I've always coached I've always trained myself since I was 12 and personal trained since I was 16 so even though there may have been a lot of you know garbage volume as we call it or years that were not necessarily the most intelligent way to train or coach people it was all cutting my teeth it was all very valuable experience yeah I think when we first go into business too we're trying and testing different things we're trying and testing different methods on customers oh, yeah. we're trying different oh, yeah. different products we're trying and testing different ideas that we may have because like you said we're trying to find our why we're trying to find our purpose and I think mm -hmm. it's very rare to meet somebody who goes into business fully aligned knowing exactly what they're going to execute and having a path to execute that mm. from day one because the yeah. only person only people I've met who've been like that have had multiple businesses in the past Correct. and they've tried, done that trying and testing mm. so I think for anybody who's starting a business it's very common mm. I think to be able to experience what you went through and certainly what I went through and, and a lot of other my clients as well exactly so you you um, let's talk a little bit about how you launched I know you worked multiple jobs while you yeah. were launching fearless training yeah, sure. how did you manage um working multiple jobs while trying to get your business up off the ground taking on clients mm. was there any struggles that you had when you were doing that yeah yeah there's yeah i mean time i think time management's a big one but yeah. i think to kind of put it into perspective for the listeners see i, I launched fearless many times if you will mm. it's sort of been launched and relaunched and rebranded it's always been fearless but it wasn't as potent and the reason why this last if you like third time lucky launch has been so good is because of all the previous launches if you like of it to 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 now give me the traction and hit the ground running because of all the experience um the struggles were always again conflicting doing yeah. different things trying to earn money find a job that wouldn't take away from me actually doing fearless training so being able to work a job, earn money, but then free up enough time and money to put back into the business <laughs> to solve the equation of you know spending less time and earning more money. Yeah. So I was chasing my rainbow for a, for a long time and, and probably not working intelligently. Like a lot of times, there was a period of a year where I was setting up more the online sector, or, or I was trying to at least, and you know I'd lock myself in my room and do hours of work every night and you know. I guess a couple of lessons from there is I don't work well at night. I'm better in the morning and everyone's different. Yeah. And a lot of the work, I was just getting, you know, minutiae. So just like thing, work for work's sake, yeah. uh, as it can be referred to. It wasn't really qualitative. Yeah. I didn't really outline what were my targets, what did I need to do. I didn't break it down. I didn't have that knowledge yeah. to be able to do that. So the biggest thing was just the time and, yeah. and frustration because I wasn't seeing results or I wasn't seeing traction and I didn't have the guidance. I didn't have any mentors. Yeah. I was just sort of 
looking at other online trainers or other people I wanted to emulate and replicate and doing what I thought they were doing, which partly was, but a lot of it wasn't, yeah. which I understand now. But again, it was all valuable learning. However, was there a lot of time wasted? Yes, there was a lot of time wasted. Yeah. So I think what the part that resonates most with me with that story is, um, when you said about focusing all of your time on one thing, like um, I, I know for me, I went through a period of time with Jade Start where I kind of lost a lot of motivation and a lot of focus because I was wondering where am I going with this? What's the bigger picture? What do I want to do with this business? Um, I also have, am working full time and choose to work full time for somebody because they're my mentors, so to speak. Um, but for me, it was finding that balance. And I, found, I, I know for me, what really resonates is over the last year, I've really aligned myself with my business, with what I'm getting out of my work and with what I'm able to offer my clients. And so I've noticed my trajectory has been um, significant over the past 12 months because of that alignment. And I completely agree with where your focus is where energy goes and that's where success comes from. And I, I really yeah. resonate with that, with your story as well. Yeah, it's very true. It's, yeah. it's 100% right. You know, you've got to generate all your energy into that one direction. Yeah. You know, like if you're doing a squat or a deadlift to make mm. it really simple, if you're not generating all the force against the weight, yeah. you know, you're wasting energy and you're not going to be efficient. Yeah. So you've been in business for a little while now. Have you had any like epic business fails? <laughs> I suppose you could share with the audience oh, yeah. because I know I have, and I'm sure everybody has. And I suppose if people are listening, they're probably wanting to learn what they can avoid so they don't make the same mistakes as us yeah. when they're launching their businesses. Hundred percent. I think I think we all have, and that's they're some of the best learning. So I guess mm. if I could share some of mine, I think. If you're someone who's running an online business or an in-person business, make sure that you've got your systems and processes set up correctly mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. test them first. So yep. for example, when I first started on my online sector or one of my first, I guess, um, online protocols as I was running um, through an online software or if you like, um, hosting, a big cartel, like kind mm -hmm. of like a, your, not your Spotify, but um, a lot of the, the basic website brands that you can get. And I was getting people to, you know, they would apply and I would sort of qualify them, send them information, I would make them the program and then get them on this agreement, but I wouldn't get them to commit to it yet. I would send them the program first, which is very foolish. Yeah. I, I would get, sorry, I would get them to make the first payment, but then I wouldn't get the, the continuation of it. So I wouldn't put them on a direct debit, it would just be a one-off and then they would have to actually give me the next amount. So the first mistake was, okay, we'll make sure you get the biggest, like an, enough to cover your time to make the program, which I didn't. Yeah. So then I made that initial commitment bigger, which kind of off-put a few people. I didn't yeah. distribute it right. Yeah. Or again, I didn't qualify people. Or then I would deliver the program and then they would be like, yeah, thanks, I got my program, see you later. Yeah. So again, looking back, get your systems and processes set up and yeah. qualify people highly. Yeah. You know, Make sure that they are aligned with mm. you. Make sure that you you build enough rapport with people and that they are actually committed yeah. and again if you need to like i do now get them to sign legal binding documents not to scare people but as i always say to protect you as yeah. the business and also you know as the customer if you like or the client yeah um, which i think is really important but yeah that was probably a, a major one for me yeah it's funny you say that because for me i had too many systems and processes in place i had I, I was the queen of systems but i don't know how to market myself properly so i had this product and and i was getting a a lot of clients through word of mouth but I had all these systems in place but to attract new leads I didn't know how to market I was terrible at marketing so yeah, I had yeah, to make yeah. that a strength of mine go out and learn from some of the best on how to market and then take two <laughs> relaunch it and try and market it again 
Um, so then also with your branding, so how did you come up with, with Fearless Training? So your logo is quite clever actually, it's a lion yep. with blue eyes and, and mm -hmm. did it symbolize anything or um, where, how, how did you come up with Fearless? Yeah, yeah, and that's it's a common question, right? Like, um, because it is, it's, it's distinctive and it's unique and mm. I think a lot of people, well first of all let's address the name. So the name Fearless, everyone in life is scared of something and mm. I know I certainly was. When I was young I was always very fearful of things, whether it was the dark or things in my imagination or again fear of the unknown which is what it usually is. Yeah. You know, as the acronym goes, false expectations appearing real or forget everything and run or you can face everything and rise. So for me, I liked uh, in the racing community, in the more motocross, there was a brand called No Fear. People would be very aware of it. It's got the eyes, and I always liked that brand. It was very uh, prominent. It was very vivid. And when mm. I saw that, I was like, hmm, that's kind of like the nemesis against fear, right? It's like mm. no fear, being mm. fearless. Mm. And I was trying to play around when I was young with like logos and emblems and wording. And I settled on, well, how do you say no fear without having no fear in the same sort yeah. of you know fonts? So I came up with fearless, but I thought it was a generalized word. And then I thought, well, if I was training, it would be fearless training. And obviously, it kind of took me a while to sort of play around with things. And I thought, well, I like that. And um, I want something animalistic. And, and the animal, the lion, means a lot to me, not just because it can kind of represent, I guess, my country, where I'm from, but people love the lion. Mm. And they throw it around, you know, like it's just <laughs> the, the popular animal that everyone distinguishes with because it's generally a strong animal. But for me, it has a much deeper meaning. I always thought if we could embody the characteristics of a lion, mm. and a lion is someone that is not just fearful, strong and powerful, but it's someone that is loyal, it's majestic, it has mm. charisma, it has presence when it walks in the room, it's a protector, it is vulnerable with its family. It has a lot of great qualities which people overlook. And the colour scheme, you know, I like to be different um, to a degree and I didn't want to be normal, so I thought, well, what colours can I go with? And there is a white lion, you know, with blue eyes, which is a, a rare type of lion, but also it was just the colours and what they represented. So the white being more of a professional, something higher, something possibly spiritual. Yeah. You know, it had a, a deeper meaning, if you like, you know. Mm. And then the blue, the ice blue, specifically blue's always been my favourite colour, but I'd always idolised and wanted to emulate people who were very cool, calm and collected. Mm. And as a kid, I was very hot-headed. And I tried my best to emulate people who were more, you know, patient. And that came with time, but I worked hard to get that into my character now, and I'd like to think I'm a lot more relaxed. Mm. I think I'm a little bit more poised, strategic, and calculated. I find you to be very much relaxed, poised, strategic, and calculated. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> You've it. You've done well. Yes, yes. Uh, There's definitely been big changes. I think I'm mm. always working on that, because mm. I think, you know, if you control your own emotions, you're in control, and if you're out of control, then you are exactly that. You're out of control. Mm. And um, never give anyone the power to manipulate you know what you feel and, and how mm. you are to a degree so uh that, that that came from that and there is more but that is the general basis and uh, so of, you of now fearless know who's fearless and and yeah now the tagline comes you know people send me line photos i sort of this thought of you yeah. i'm kind of associated with that stigma or that persona it's been the fearless training line has been personified you know yeah. it's it's something that i wanted to be embodied as and, and vicariously or passively i have over the years and people will refer to me as fearless you know not as in oh he's fearless but more like oh hey it's you're the guy that yeah, like, oh, it's, it's Fearless over there, yeah. you know, Fearless is doing exercise, I'll go see Fearless, or, yeah. oh, Fearless is getting ready for the comp, you know, it's, yeah. it's bantered around, and, yeah, it's not something I've ever asked anyone to do, but it's kind of cool reflecting yeah. back on it. Yeah, and I think, too, the word Fearless is something that people can identify with, mm. so when you're having mm. a brand, it's really important if you're going to create a tribe that people can identify with your name mm. and with the branding, otherwise, if it's your personal name, people can't identify with your personal name, so being yes. known as Fearless is great, because yeah. now you can create that tribe of Fearless Warriors. As exactly, well, so. yeah, it's a pride and it's an identity. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you very much for sharing that story. Oh, absolutely my pleasure, Jay. <laughs> 
So what's the one piece of advice that you would give to anybody who's thinking about starting a business or becoming a personal trainer? That, that piece of advice for me recently would be very clean cut and it would be this. It would be find something you're, you, you truly do love, that you're passionate mm-hmm. about and mm-hmm. something you're good at okay. and combine the two. And if yeah. you do that, you will be extremely dangerous, extremely potent and you'll be very good at what you do awesome. if you give it the time. Yeah. So you've recently launched a podcast. You've got some exciting things coming with Fearless Training. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where can people find you if they'd like to get in touch to, to hear more about Alex and see more about your journey and, and follow you? Yeah, sure. So I, the best place to find me uh, if people want to get in contact is, is my email. If they want to contact me professionally, which is alex at fearlesstraining.org. Mm-hmm. And if they want to follow me on social media, they'll find me at anything Fearless Training or Alex Connor on Instagram, YouTube, or Facebook. And the podcast name, which is recently uh, out, will be available very soon, is uh, Fearless Training Raw Knowledge Podcast. Raw Knowledge, R-O-A-R. As in raw. Yeah, like it. (laughs) Bit of a play on words. Awesome, I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Alex. I really appreciate it. And I hope that you have an amazing day. And thank you all for listening. I hope you got something out of the video. (laughs) If you've enjoyed this episode, subscribe, leave us a rating, along with any feedback on what you thought of this episode. We use that feedback to improve future episodes for you. Also, share us on your social media and use the hashtag StartupHacker so we can see you're a fan and you can go in the draw to win a free spot at the Jade Start Secrets workshop, which is delivered online. At this workshop, we'll take you through the steps of discovering your hidden talents and passions, finding a business idea that's perfect for you and your DNA, then helping you validate that idea to make sure it's going to be a hit. Finally, we get that idea ready for you to test on your market before you launch it. To find out more, visit jadestartsecrets.com.